Kirk International Agape Ministries on Saturday, uh, closing out the show there. So Who all in Richmond, Virginia. At the Special Olympics fundraiser. It's a it's a it's a RVA comedian. It's a it's a Richmond comedian who. Okay, uh, I was about to say. I was like, this is a heartless roast. <laughs> <laughs> the Special Olympic athletes up there and clowning them. He's he's hey. borderline special or or. <laughs> but you know what's even funnier? How about I just started recording? You, oh, you, you big doofus. <laughs> 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 yeah, so, uh, you suck. Hey, yo, so uh, right, right now, thank y'all for uh, tuning in to what y'all just heard. Uh, we kind of botched up a recording. So uh, thank I don't y'all know. for tuning in to Off the Pad. <laughs> I don't know what you heard or didn't hear. <laughs> but uh, welcome. Thank you for listening. I'm Jaya Tolan. And this is Corey Marshall. Did, did we get who our special guest was? Nah, but they, they, they just that? heard him talking. They just they heard, just heard, heard, him heard him talking. the third ah. person talking. <laughs> Well, what y'all listen or well, welcome, Mr. Roy Wood Jr. How y'all doing, man? Thank y'all for having me. This is dope. What you doing? This is up. Black men, microphones recording. I respect it. We respect y'all for uh, being on the It's not a lot of junk, black man. people doing this stuff, man. Y'all don't understand, man. Brothers be behind the curve on stuff. Y'all brothers late, ahead of the podcast in the future, yeah. And y'all, y'all recognize that, and y'all go ahead and do it. I know some. There's black comics out there right now. Still don't have Facebook pages. You know what? I'm just not getting them. Like I'm dead yeah. serious. You, you like, know what? No, I know. I'm as huge as social media is, I know black comics. A lot of them are like old school Def Jam era guys. You mm-hmm. know, 20, 30 year vets. Straight up, do not have a Twitter. Don't know how to use it. And I commend it, the guys who are too old to realize that they don't want to like. Give you a good example, John Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. John Witherspoon ain't bang, tweeting. bang, bang. Yeah. I like, no I love him though. Figure it out. But he know he need to have one. Yeah. And he, got he, son, he got a son. He got a little that. grandkid. Like right. He has a, he a good Bin Laden network of people yeah. that's laying around <laughs> helping him out. But, yeah, thank you all for having me on the podcast. You know, I actually just got a Twitter like six months ago. That's fine. And I've been doing comedy for about six years. And as a matter of fact, much respect to Corey Marshall for pushing me to, to start that Twitter. Yeah. And I was like, man, I hate it. I hate using it. I don't like it. I'll do Facebook, and that's all I got. But uh, Twitter has definitely go. helped plugging into shows – that I never even know th- would have had a show. You got to go so. where the people are, man. Plain and simple. Like, the way I explain it to cats is that a fisherman ain't going to just stay in one part of the ocean. You feel the fish got to mm-hmm. come over. Nah. Gotta go to where fish, the fish move. Mm-hmm. So you need to move. I so agree. if you're trying to get eyeballs on what you're doing, you got to go to where they are. I don't even want to tell you about Snapchat. That's a whole other <laughs> conversation. <laughs> All right, but before we get too deep. Right, right, right. Nah, right. It, it'll help out. So. Speaking of going to where the people are, where are you going next where the people can find you? Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> Google me. Google him. What's uh, your Roy Wood Jr. Yeah, just RoyWoodJr.com. RoyWoodJr. Oh, yeah, that's everything. At RoyWoodJr. for whatever social media and .com if you want the official website situation. Uh, I th- I'm in Minneapolis right after the Super Bowl. Okay. And then after that, I got a bunch of Midwest dates or whatever. So, you know, wh- wherever I am, you know, come see me or Unless you're somebody that want to, you know. I definitely push you out to go to go see him. He's been killing it at the Richmond Funny Bone this weekend. If y'all didn't see it, sorry. But uh, it's, b- it's been some dope shows. Yeah. Watch some links online. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And Jay, where you at? Uh, Wednesday, January 28th, I'll be at Emilio's Restaurant. It's in Richmond, Virginia. It's a, it's a fundraiser slash roast for a local comedian here. But the fundraiser is for Special Olympics Division of Richmond. And uh, Saturday, I'm also in Richmond at International Agape Ministries Worldwide. Uh, it's at a church closing out that show. So uh, go to my website. Uh, all this stuff's on my website, jayatoller.com. Man, I can't do church shows, man. I tip tip my hat to you for that. 
And like, but even when, even if I'm not cussing on stage, I just had to accept a long time ago that my material just is not. I disagree, dog. It's yeah, not, I, think I, I disagree. Here's I, you've I done disagree. it before, though, haven't you? Oh, I've done them before, but here's the thing: like, your material I, is perfect for it. Maybe I I don't know because I know I do some of these church shows and I get stared at. And maybe that's from like the really judgment. It's not like I'm doing sexual material mm-hmm. or talking about beating your kid. I just, I'm just. It's not instinctual for me to say like, and, I, and it's not an indictment on comics that do well at churches. Gotcha. But the ones that I've seen do well at churches down south, Alabama, where I'm from, they're guys that have figured out a way to weave in spirituality into the material. And I don't know if I'm just. I'm just not a natural at that. Mm-hmm. Like I tried just saying praise God as a segue <laughs> between jokes. That praise didn't God. work. Yeah, so anyway, praise walker, God. Walker, walker. Man, you ever <laughs> snuck some food into the movies? <laughs> praise God. I got it in. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's 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 we'll word up. It's there there's just certain shows that I know if I take this date, I'm just taking your money. Because in my head, I'm gonna be in my head the whole time I'm there. Like I can't do that. I can't do outdoor comedy no more. Mm-hmm. That's why I like that away on you. People don't even realize yeah. how amazing amazing it was what Dave Chappelle did with that block party. Okay. After yeah, yeah, his yeah. Comedy Central show ended. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. He had music and comedy outdoors during the day. Like that yeah. is literally in Brooklyn, wasn't it? That yeah. In yeah. Brooklyn. It's literally the worst possible <laughs> atmosphere for comedy. <laughs> yeah. And he did it. Just went out, nailed it. No problem. That's a special breed right there. Though. What you got? Uh, what you got co- coming up, Corey? Oh well, uh, the 29th, uh, the 29th through the 31st, I'll be at the Chicago Improv um, in Chicago. Be working with Rodman. I'm about to tell you, working with Rodman. So those are our dates, and man, we're ready to start it. Uh, let's just um, ready to get off the bat. That's right. I don't like when he said that. <laughs> ready to get off the bat. Is you a big boy now? Is you a big grown man now? Ready to get off the bat? On to the party. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's do let's, it. Let's get this party started then. <laughs> Greetings again. Welcome to Season 2 of Off the Pad Podcast. The podcast serving you non-stop funny without interruption. Now sit back. Relax. Clock out. And get ready for the best moments of your day. Yo, this Chameleon Ride Man, and you rolling, you listening, you in the zone with my man, Jaye Tola and Corey Masha, off the pad, baddest podcast on this side of the universe. You heard it from me, Ride Man. I'm out. Now, without further ado, I present to you two of the funniest, flyest, freshest, soul brothers around. Joy Toller and Corey Marshall. Anyway, we're going to start off. We're going to kick off the interview portion of this joint, and i ask Roy a few questions. Just so y'all know, listeners, we are keeping it off the path flavor. Roy has not seen or heard either one of these questions yet. We're asking him, and he's giving answers right immediately I don't afterwards. understand people who be wanting questions. Pre- I, mean, I worked in radio a long time, and we used to deal with that on, like, we had... This request form it's a for sheet. the questions, <laughs> and then stuff that you can't ask. Yeah, it was stuff you can't ask. Okay, and so then I was a smart mouth, and I was like, "All right, well, I'm gonna send back. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask. Well, what about these questions? And it's just questions about what do you eat? It's questions that I no way in hell I was going to ask. Uh-huh. Do you fart? 
Mm-hmm. If so, how often? Like, yeah. just <laughs> ignorant stuff. What? <laughs> the publicist calls the station. Uh, yeah, she's not going to be able to do the interview. Wow. I'm like, yeah, I guess so. Well, <laughs> well now that makes me care. Now I want to know how often you fart. When when you tell me, exactly, <laughs> you tell me I can't ask exactly. this question. Like, and so I was never going to ask this that. Have a gas problem, right? Like, you, you fart this much. That so this ha- this has to be from your publicist that you can't ask this question as an interviewer. Yeah, and, and who asked it before? Who messed it up for yeah. everybody? It's like me. I'm that guy because I'm sure the <laughs> fart question is on the new email she sends out. And don't ask anything about farts. <laughs> but we so, do got a question for you, but it's not about farts. Okay. So first question, uh, Roy. Um, how often do you poop? <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> and do you flush right after? <laughs> you know, I let it pile do up. Do you wash it? <laughs> <laughs> I had to see my work. Uh, now, we, we'll get a little serious before we talk about the jokes. Um, if you can say, what has been the most important or significant opportunity in your comedy career? I'd say... I'd say Letterman. Because, see, it's hard to say because... All right, I can say David Letterman and doing Letterman, but then was it really Letterman or was it me booking the Montreal Comedy Festival, which led to me getting Letterman? You know, which I, I one? Follow, I follow you understand? You like, um, Letterman probably did Letterman and Def Jam, which I did within a year of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, those two things solidified my comedy resume on the white side and the black side. Like those Word. two things definitely. But financially, as far as what got me work on the road, uh, is the Bob and Tom radio show. Um, you know, shout, shout out. Tom. You know, black folks may not know a lot about them because you know they're on the dial with a lot of music we don't listen to. But they're just as big as Tom Joyner, just as yeah. big as Steve Harvey, reaching just as many homes. And unlike Steve Harvey and Tom Joyner, they pretty much have comedians on every day, literally every single day they get comics on and when you go to the markets where Bob and Tom is on the air, Mm -hmm. you sell tickets. I did Bob and Tom the first time in 2004. Okay. By the time I got off the air at 10 a.m., I had three emails from comedy bookers I had been pursuing for the past year and a half. That's what's up. Wow. By the time I got off the air. Right, right. So (laughs) so this is within minutes. Literally. At 7 in the morning, I'm on the air with them. By 10.30 in the morning, I'm booked in three new cities that I've never worked before. That's the power of Bob and Tom. And that put money in my pocket. And money in your pocket is opportunity to go out and do more and get better. Because, you know, I'm a, I was a Southern comic. Mm-hmm. Stage time is four hours. From wherever you wherever you performed last week, your next gig is a minimum of three to four hours away. Jeez. So In what state? Uh, Alabama. Alabama. Okay. No, I started. Birmingham. I started in Tallahassee and kind of in Birmingham. I was still in school at Florida A and M, so I okay. split time. And once I booked Bob and Tom, that pretty much opened up the whole Midwest, Big Ten, Big Twelve country, just mm-hmm. all of that region, man. And that was huge because as a black comic, white rooms aren't quick to book you, and they aren't sure if you're gonna be too ghetto and do your black thing <laughs> on stage, and. You know, I always looked at myself as just a mainstream, regular-ass comic, but they see the headshot and instantly think, well, is he too black for our room? Oh, wait, he was on Bob and Tom this morning. Sure, come on in. Gotcha. And hmm. that 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 credit put money in my pocket, and it gave me opportunity on the road for like the next four or five years, and a lot of those rooms I still work to this day, and that's because of Bob and Tom. So, you know, when I look at career opportunities, when I was starting to hit a wall – 
and certain rooms wouldn't promote me from feature act to headliner, mm-hmm. and other rooms wouldn't return my emails at all. Hell, back in those days, it was faxes and everything. Um, Facsimile. That probably professionally, as far okay. as what what got me from point B to point C in my career, is is definitely Bob and Tom because I wouldn't have got good enough and better enough to even do Letterman okay. or do Def Jam. There was some three years on the road because I wasn't in L.A. I wasn't in right, right. New York. So how many years like um after you started was Bob and Tom? Uh, six or seven years. Okay. I started in 98. I think I touched Bob and Tom in 04. So like in six years you hit Bob and Tom. And yeah. And things started and taking off. I was, I was featuring most places and headlining if somebody the canceled or uh, hey the headline overdose mm. on cocaine mm-hmm. <laughs> can you cover it <laughs> and that's real i know it is yeah oh yeah <laughs> like, you be on the way to the club yeah we can't reach chuck he's uh <laughs> probably on a you know he's on a you know a lean or somewhere chuck is not a real name comedians uh yeah <laughs> i don't think we're talking about you oh that's but just if you are listening norm. chuck you need to stop yeah you need to get it together <laughs> slow chuck. down chuck yeah, that'd be the norm. You get a call. Yeah, I'm gonna need you to headline tonight because yeah. uh, you know we Those can't do reach happen. Johnny. Uh, yeah. Police and took him into custody last night. He punched somebody. Absolutely. So once I started doing Bob and Tom, and that was actually man, you know I don't want to call it fate, luck, or whatever, but I wasn't even supposed to do him that morning. Mm-hmm. You know, there was another comedian that I was featuring for. Um, this lady Diane Ford. Uh, we were in Indianapolis, which is where the studios are located. And Diane Ford got sick the night before. Okay. Club owner calls me and goes, yo, we got to have somebody from the club to promote the shows. Would you mind going on Bob and Tom? You mean, would I mind going <laughs> on the air with five million people? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> five million listeners nationwide? Why are you asking yes, me question? Yeah. What, what time, where, when? Thank you, man. Man, and it's, it's not a lot of things that I've done career-wise that I'll brag about mm-hmm. or say that I did well, but that morning on radio, Bob and Tom, it's perfect. It was so how long was that interview? You remember? I was on the air. Like seven it, was to suppo- 10:30. it was supposed to be one break. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be one break, and it ended up being three hours. Wow, because you know, and that's you know, and it, it was the same way, you know, because when I started in, in radio, it was in 2001 when I moved back home to Birmingham. So, you know, I was co-hosting the morning show back mm-hmm. home after Ricky Smiley left to okay. go and do bigger and better things. And so I knew the format. And I knew how to talk radio. I knew how to formulate the answer so that it fits into a quick, concise 30 to 45 second reply. And there's laughs in there. So it really... I was at home, mm-hmm. man. You know, we need you to be quick and you don't curse and all of that stuff. I was like, hey, no problem. And went in and crushed. Mm-hmm. Like that's Word. that's one that's that's probably one of the handful of times in my career where I will sit and acknowledge that up. I did well. I'm sorry, listeners. That's uh, an inside oh, question, an inside, inside joke. joke. <laughs> that was just for us. These little <laughs> young comics be asking me that, man. I'm like, I ain't even no star. Yeah. You think I'm gonna tell you first? <laughs> 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 exactly. <laughs> first. 
As a matter of does it make you feel some type of way? You see somebody that started off like three years ago and and they're like ten times as known or getting more shows? Nah, it don't bother me. That ain't never bothered me. Now I know comics. I swap texts. I'll show you a text on my phone right now from comedians hating on comics that were on Comedy Central Friday night. Hmm. Okay. Like that's that's GP with most comics. Is how did he get it before yeah. I got it? I ain't worried about that, man. I run my brace. Absolutely. I make money. I do what I do, and there will be a place for what I do. Seinfeld didn't eat till year twenty. I'm year fifteen, so I'm okay. Yeah. And I respect that. These young cats. Who get it too fast, they lose it fast too, you know. And if they don't know how to hold on to it, they can give you all the shows and all the opportunities, and you'll make some money and you'll go out and do these colleges. I know guys with thirty minutes of material who getting twenty thousand dollars to show up at a college mm-hmm. and tell jokes for an hour. Jeez. And they do thirty minutes of material and they do thirty minutes of crowd work, and it's mediocre. Mm. But the crowd loves it. Yeah. But as an artist. Right, you know yeah, I can't. Lying. I don't like that. Right, right, right. You know they're I can't a fraud, do that. Yeah. and they know they're a fraud. And sooner or later, when you get out in these trenches, you get them. out in middle America, yeah. and you got to tell these jokes for real to some grown folks, it's going to catch up to you, and you're going to stop getting booked, and eventually you're going to fade to black. So do the work, learn the craft. I'm, I'm perfectly content, man. And, you know, when I see cats on, my only prayer is that they don't screw it up because I'm right, still right, trying right. to get in the door on some of these things, you mm-hmm. know? Like, I, I look at, um, I give you a, I give you a great example. Um, a guy like Gerard Carmichael. Ha! Gerard Carmichael just did an HBO special. Yes, he did. That was his. Uh, hour long, too. His first television appearance. And you know what? The dude didn't have movies. The dude is on his second sitcom deal in two years, he's been doing comedy half as long as me. I can't be mad at him because what I need him to do, no matter what I feel about him, no matter what anybody feels about him, okay. I need him to hit a home run. I need him to go in and do well so that the next cat gives an opportunity to do well. Kevin Hart. Everybody can say whatever they want to say about Kevin Hart, but right. Kevin Hart's opening doors. I think he's funny. He makes me laugh. Some comics want to act like, well, he don't talk about nothing. To, what you want him to be, Chris Rock? Everybody yeah. can't be Chris Rock. Everybody can't be Paul Mooney. What you want him to get up there and go, white people, white people can't stand him. Right, no. Right, right. Kevin Hart got a very specific plan. I watched an interview with him with The Breakfast Club. Oh, my God. This dude got like a four- or five-year business strategy. I'm sitting here trying to figure out what I'm going to do in July. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I look at anybody that's getting the world. Of course, would I love to be on my second sitcom deal with an HBO special directed Mm -hmm. by Spike Lee? Hell yeah, but that's not my path. Plus, wasting time obsessing on what some other comic got, that's crazy. If anything, what I'm going to do is figure out, all right, what did he do that I didn't do? Right. Because... It can't all be about material. Mm-hmm. You're crazy if you think of that. It couldn't yeah. possibly be all about material. Just so you know, I don't even remember what your question was no more. I don't <laughs> even know what your question was. But I look at the young cats and the cats who are coming after me who are getting more with less time and just respecting the fact that there's more venues, that there's more channels, there's more outlets. So, of course there's going to be more opportunity. Chris Rock said in an interview a long time ago, the average time to get on TV now for a comic is three years. 
and that's about right. I think it's gone up. I'd say it's back up to four or five years now. But when Chris was coming up, the average time was ten. Mm-hmm. So when comics mm. got to television, they were way more seasoned than what comics are now. But Probably for black comics, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you look at a lot of the guys. I mean, you got these YouTube cats. No doubt, they get cast and stuff because they got a million friends yeah. or they got a million likes Hits or follows or yeah. whatever. But that exposure, though, you know. What I mean? Yeah, but the studio ain't stupid. We need to promote this. Yeah. So let's cast somebody that's already got a following, so that we already have a built-in network of people. Yep. To help promote the show. It's business. Funny or not. It's business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It don't matter. Like funny is so far down the line of what's required to quote make it or mm. become a star or whatever. So, you know, I know where I lack. I'll tell you where I lack. I know my one of my biggest flaws as a comic is that I lack relationships. I lack that regular go out and hang. Like, you go to L.A., all the comics hang and chill, and their friends and their buddies. That's why you see an Adam Sandler movie, you see eight of his friends. Yeah. You see a Seth Rogen movie, it's nine of his friends. You see Craig Robinson pop up and stuff, and, and mm-hmm. it's funny is one thing, but relationships is a whole nother beast. I and agree. I'm a loner. I grew up an only child. I Nine years on the road by myself. I didn't have no comedy click coming up, so I didn't have a bunch of boys that I mm. came up with together in the trenches, and this is my squad. Yeah. Like, everybody that rode with Kevin Hart, they've been down with him since he was broke. Mm. I don't have that team. I don't have that. So, I don't have relationships. So, I know that that's where I miss a lot of opportunities, is because I just I ain't hanging out. I ain't chilling. I'll get on the road with you, Roy. Shameless plug. If you're really a prince, I'll marry you. <laughs> <laughs> Giving them earrings. <laughs> but okay. But yeah, no, nah, I'm I'm not mad at nobody that's getting it. In fact, anyone that's popping, you gotta look at that and you gotta analyze it. You know, right down to the metrics of the types of jokes that they do. Mm-hmm where they started, how did they pollinate their product, where did they put it out, you know, from the from the genesis mm-hmm. of their ideas and their approach to salesmanship and promotion. Because that's, yeah. that's a big part of it. I think know? that's like the beauty of comics. Like, no career is the same. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody did something either different or, you know what I'm saying, you can kind of see the different branches of exactly. like what they took. was, okay, well, let me see what he did. Hmm, okay, I'm how right does that around apply here. To me? I'm right over here, so I could probably do this and kind of do that and see. Yeah, and that's exactly. Like, you know, yeah, I love it. There, there, there's no straightforward so way to make like it. It's like you're stupid to get mad. You you, you got to be stupid to be mad at somebody else. It ain't their fault. That's just the game. Jazz musician can't be mad because some rapper. It ain't the same. Yeah, <laughs> I got you. It's music, yeah, but no two musicians, no two comics are the same. Yeah, no two jazz musicians are the same. Exactly. Yeah. I got to think about a girl named Jasmine. Ain't got nothing to do with what y'all talking about. But when you say Jasmine, it just she must have a big Jasmine. booty. The way you just close your eyes. Right, hold on, hold on. Happy land. I have a girlfriend. Wipe your lips. Wipe your lips. You drooling? I have a girlfriend. Stop that. <laughs> and my girlfriend's name is Michelle. But uh, <laughs> you got Jasmine on the show. She ain't listen to his podcast. Keep talking about Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> my girl better listen. To my <laughs> 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 or, or my new girlfriend will be named Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> We'll keep that in the podcast, <laughs> just so you know. But she knows what's up.
still willing to do open mics? It's not serious. It's just the other Am I still willing to do open mics? Or do you still do them? Yeah, I still do open mics. I still go. I go up anywhere with a microphone. I I try not to do open. I try to only do open mics if I have new material I'm working on. Okay. So um, only the new material. But hole, hole in the wall place open mics or like open mics that, that are at featured venues. Featured venue wherever. I don't care. Okay. Like it. Like I've gone New York. When I go to New York, and you know, there's certain clubs that you play in New York where you do your polished material, especially if you're an out of towner, because you know you on you on foreign turf. You need to show respect. You need to rip the stage. Yep. Make sure you still have right. the respect of the club. And on, but you playing some hole in the wall uptown in a coffee shop. I'm gonna do all new material because I gotta find a place where I can fail and grow. Because you have to continually do new material. That's mm-hmm. how you get better every year. So if I'm doing an hour on a weekend set at a regular comedy club in middle America, out of a 45 minute set, I probably got five a five minute space where I can do new material and it not affect the totality okay. of my performance. I got you. I follow. These people paid twenty dollars. They got dressed. They drove out. Park and food, drinks. They deserve a real they show. Want to see polish. Yeah. yeah. So they right. deserve polish. But if I'm gonna get better, I gotta do unpolished. So you do unpolished material in unpolished places. So for me, I ain't got no ego about. Well, I don't want nobody to see me. Fit. Right. Okay. You know, so I, don't, to get to I don't care. And you know, and I've seen. It's more of a New York comic mentality where you can see the best comics go up and they suck and. Doesn't matter if that five minutes makes it out on the internet and somebody mm-hmm. go, oh, he's horrible. But you know, I'm also okay. not at that point. You know, there's guys that still do some version of that. You know, I hate to keep using Kevin Hart as an example, but he's a good example of it. You know, we gonna name this podcast Kevin Bill Hart. Burr, <laughs> Let Bill Burr too though, where these guys normally play theaters and arenas. Mm-hmm. So for them, their version of open mic is to play the comedy club. Yeah. So I follow. Yeah. Somebody who's normally a seventy dollar ticket. You can see them for twenty dollars. Well, you ain't getting the seventy dollars jokes. Yeah, you get the twenty dollars jokes, and I get to grow. You get to say you saw me. It was only twenty dollars, and it ain't no big deal. No harm, no foul. Mm-hmm. So that's always my approach. Like I'll go up anytime, any place. But for me, out of respect to the other comics on the on the open mic, it's got to be new material. Because if I'm just if I'm an established comic and I'm working, and I get up on your show, and I do material that I already know work. I just wasted five minutes of the show, and that's disrespectful to all the other comics that and drove and been like, man, I remember, man, I used to wait, I used to perform once a month and would wait, couldn't be thinking about that show for weeks, mm. polished all the jokes, had them ready, and then you show up, and some vet show up and do thirty, forty-five <laughs> minutes, <laughs> and you get bumped, hate it, just because he had ego. That stuff happened in L.A. all the time, man. You know. Chuck, I feel we're sorry talking about for these you. L.A. comics, you know, but, you know, in L.A., it's considered part of the, the hazing, and, mm-hmm. you know, so-and-so showed up tonight and did two hours, you know, on an open mic. It's part of the culture. If you want to pull mm-hmm. rank and do all this extra time, do it on a regular show with other vets, but you won't do that because you know they'll choke your ass up against that wall, hmm. and they'll call you out on it. So you push over people who can't say anything, and that... That just ain't, I, I, that's not a legacy I'm interested in establishing for myself.
we move on. What kind of jobs did you have before comedy? And if you weren't doing comedy, what would you be doing? Ooh. Um, if I wasn't doing comedy, I'd be in journalism. My degree is in journalism. So I wanted to do, like, sports journalism, kind of like Stuart Scott, kind of like Kenny Mayne. Like, I wanted to be, like, the funny, weird sports story kind of dude. R.I.P. Stuart Scott. Yeah, yeah. Th- that dude's straight legend, man. Um, I think I'd be in journalism. Before comedy, dude, I did it all, man. Like, like I worked Baskin-Robbins. I used to <laughs> How many flavors? How many flavors? <laughs> scooped that ice cream, man, <laughs> in Western Hills Mall in Birmingham. Um, I worked at Subway for a couple years. I worked at Shoney's. All the food yeah, places. All the like restaurants <laughs> in Birmingham. <laughs> well, you know why? <laughs> like, and then through college, I worked at Golden Corral. I worked at food places because I figured food. out I real I figured out real fast that it was an extra, it was a free meal. Yeah. And <laughs> coming up, you know, the way we was living on the West Side. We weren't broke, mm-hmm. but my mama wasn't frowning if I came home with a free foot long. Yeah. Oh, you. cool, baby. We ain't got <laughs> to cook. We this will last us. This <laughs> w- so I come home with three, four sandwiches, mm-hmm. man, and we eat on that for a good two, three days. Mm-hmm. So for me, I stayed in food service exclusively. I uh, I tried a telemarketing job in high school for two months. I damn near starved to death. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this got to stop. You need to do telemarketing for a food company. Like this, this is McDonald's. Yeah, I was like, oh, yo, man, I'm like, hungry. I can't, y'all ain't got nothing to nibble on in this. <laughs> but come on, mama, make a phone call right quick. Come yeah. on, mama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I stayed in food service, um, and then when I graduated. Uh, from college, I was still kind of working at Golden Corral while mm-hmm. I was on the road. But you know how the road is. The road is so sporadic that you know eventually you get called out on the morning that you're working at double and you get Absolutely. fired. And you know, yeah. so that was the last of my Golden Corral days. I still got the apron. So what would you <laughs> do now? Like if you wasn't doing, you still were working in the, one of the food spots or something? Or? I I try to do radio. That would be radio. Cheesecake Factory. They got uh, they got better food. <laughs> Too many rules at Cheesecake, though. You can tell Cheesecake Factory one of them places where you got to clock out to eat and you got eight days. Too many snitches. <laughs> Too many snitches at yeah. Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, it's somebody trying to move up. You got somebody who a crew leader who think they general manager. <laughs> Golden Corral, it was a you nice, Waffle House. it was a tight crew <laughs> with more than six waiters on the floor. Mm-hmm. You got two buffet attendants, two cooks in the back, and three people on front line making drinks. It's a small crew. You can... Sneak off and do some stuff. <laughs> if you want. Stay on the clock. Yeah. Hey, man, cover my section real quick. I'm gonna go just eat this roast beef real mm-hmm. quick. You know. But you say radio. So would you be in the front or like behind the scenes? You nah, I was voice? on air, man. I was on air. Um, you know, I still do a little bit of stuff now in Atlanta uh, with the Kiss Station in Atlanta. You I do it on prank show. Um, prank phone, I calls, prank phone calls and um, just regular on air co hosting. Okay, cool. You know, just day to day. I do it on the satellite box for the most part now because of my travel. But mm-hmm. uh radio I've always loved. You know, it was it was fun to do. It just the situation in Birmingham got contentious when I booked uh the sitcom on TBS. Sullivan so, Sons? Yeah. Okay. So in twenty ten I was hosting my own morning show in Birmingham. Uh, I eventually worked my way up to host. So the first year I booked first year is cool second year I booked the sitcom I go to my boss I go yo I booked the sitcom where you say you let me work on the satellite box from LA and they go alright cool so I go to LA Work. I wake up at 4 in the morning wow. sounds early 
I do the morning show till 8 a.m. I'm on set at 9, rehearsal till 3. Get home, eat some food real quick, catch a nap, get back out in the streets, get on stage, do my jokes. Mm. Back in the bed by midnight, back up at 4. That's that Mm. grind. Wash, rinse, repeat. So I do that for about 7, 8 months. Then the ratings start coming in. And radio ratings, ain't no real way to calculate that stuff. At least not at that time. If uh, it would take me an hour to explain to you how radio ratings are calculated, just know okay. it's garbage. Okay. It's a horrible sample size of people. They sample like a thousand people in any market to represent the thirty radio. million or whoever. Yeah, to represent a million people in mm-hmm. the Birmingham listening market, you poll less than one percent, and you tell me these the people that represent what whatever. So <laughs> ratings go down. They blame it on my move to L.A. and they cancel the show. Mm. And so, if I could do something again, it would be radio. And I, you know, I've always had ideas of how to make it a little more lively and more interactive mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But that would probably be the only thing that I would do if I wasn't doing stand up. In fact, if I eventually back out of stand up or quit stand up or, you know, the DNA of my career changes, that'd be the first place I'd go back to. Okay. You know, but. Radio is very unstable, man. It's what made you? What made you want to do the prank calls? I didn't want to do the couple prank calls. But you got famous, or I know, but that was by accident. Right, so you didn't have you didn't have a plan. Yo, I'm gonna make this prank call thing big. Straight up, could have cared less. I got stuck doing pranks as the only way that I could get hired as an intern at the station. Ricky Smiley, who came before me in Birmingham. Ricky Smiley's king of Birmingham comedy. Like, that's just... Understood. He's that dude. Yeah. So when he left, he was the prank call dude. He did pranks, and he murdered pranks. So when he left, it left a creative void on the show. Okay. So I go to the boss. I go, yo, I can't do what Ricky did. Hmm. I want to do weird songs and commercials. You know, I had I had comedy ideas. I want to do parodies. Yeah, I want to do parodies. I want to do fake commercials on the radio. Yeah, but that because I was like, how can I? What can I do that's different so that they don't say I'm being Ricky? Understood. And he goes, that's fine, but you got to do pranks too, because yeah. that's what people are using. And he was right because mm-hmm. with radio, it's about repetitive listening, and mm-hmm. people are used to a certain thing. You got to give them that thing over and over again. So if Ricky gone, we need pranks. So for as long as you deliver a prank. You can do whatever the hell else you want to do. Right. So I go, cool. So I start doing the pranks, and I know I got to do them good because I'm following Michael Jordan. Yeah. So right. I put a lot of time and thought. I tried to write out what I would say to people before I call them. Like, you can kind of guess the tone. And if I know the tone of the conversation is mm-hmm. going to be an argument versus you, is it going to be me yelling at you or you yelling at me? Those are two totally different conversations. And I can set up how I stack the insults. So I would have two right. sheets mm-hmm. of insults that I would write every morning. I'd call you, get you going, and then i just go down the sheet. Gotcha. And one of them going to piss you off. Right, and right, right. the prank, I, the people loved them. So I started putting them online so that local, this is for the local listeners. If you missed the prank, if you missed this morning's prank, go to my website. I try to put them on 95, I try to put them on the station website. The dude that run the station website, man, we ain't putting all that stuff on that website. <laughs> what stressing you want me to do the it? server. Yeah, you don't know. That's stupid. I go, all right, I'll put them <laughs> on my website. Because if people miss the prank, hey. I'm tired of people coming up to me in the street saying they missed the prank. What was today? Well, you know what? Go to my website. Download right, right, the right. prank. Next year. It worked out, though. 
Yeah. Next year, YouTube comes out. And somebody took my pranks off my website and put them on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And within a month, my website went from 500 hits a month to 50,000 a day. Jeez. And that was the beginning of it. <laughs> Sorry. We got to think about YouTube. It's just like, yo, don't bring up YouTube for me. Bro. Like, that literally <laughs> is how it happened. You know, he just said the next day YouTube came out. So it's, it's yeah, I mean, this is 2004. Yeah, yeah. YouTube Whatever. first started. <laughs> Stop your stuttering. No, <laughs> that's part of the show. Stuttering is, is can, people can listen ask, to the show to see how many times I'm gonna stutter. Can you ask that question again without the stutter, yeah, sir? I could probably stutter some more by asking it. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> you had any advice for upcoming comics? Mr. That's the question. What, what could you tell? New comics. Get it out of your head about being on TV. But you don't have it in there at all. Get it out of your head. Get it out of your head. And, you know, it's wrong of me to tell comics after being on TV and having the same desire to be on TV that, oh, you got to be on TV and then you, then everything will happen. Here to tell you, man, that's an old recipe. That was the lie that I was sold. And at the time, it made sense in 98. You get on TV and then boom, boom, boom happens for you. But, you know, I feel like I got to college and then they changed the graduation requirements. <laughs> I got Letterman and all Letterman did for me was get me booked in one or two cities that I never worked before. Mm-hmm. And it got my money up just a little in rooms that I was already working. But the opening up of this world of opportunity in Hollywood for me, didn't quite happen the way it would have for guys who did Letterman 10 years prior. I'm not going to say it didn't do anything, but it it definitely, a, a 2006 Letterman credit definitely ain't a 1996 Man, no Letterman doubt. Okay, credit. right, right, right. Two sense. totally different realms. Um, stop obsessing over TV like that's what's going to get you over the hump. It's not. You can go do TV, fine. You see an audition for something or some show or some showcase, fine. Go get on it. Be on it. But you should pursue that with the same level of give a damn as you do the ugly girl in the club. Like, because that's what TV <laughs> is. So get TV drunk? I'm about to, I'm about to, say, I'm about to say that same thing. I'm saying, get her a like, drink. Straight up, that's what TV is. TV is the kind of ugly chick that you kind of holler at, but it ain't no big deal if she don't want to get at you because she ain't going to make it or not. She ain't going to make your whole, she ain't going to make or break your career right now. Um, my advice to young comics is to create content themselves, period. Um, you can be funny on stage, but if you have sketch ideas, you have things that are funny that you want to produce, go produce it yourself. Set up a YouTube channel, set up a social media network in a way for, to distribute that stuff, and you would be surprised how much stuff comes to you from being a self-starter. Ain't no agent out there looking to make no star. We're yeah. looking for people that's already, already established. established. Y'all already be okay. established. I give you a perfect example. These boys, um, this guy Kevin Hart. Like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing. I was playing. Um, 
It's these boys on the internet uh, called Dormtainment. Um, it's six black guys. Um, I think they're all from Atlanta. If not, I know that's kind of where they were based. Mm. Um, but Dormtainment is a sketch group. It's a black sketch group. And all they did was just make content online every week. Consistent, funny, well-produced content. They have an agent now. They're in L.A. They get auditions. They get opportunities now to do more. They get opportunities to pitch shows because of right. what they did because they created a following. And the first thing comics want to do, they ain't got no money. They, can't, they ain't got no good camera. Yeah, You're lazy. Absolutely. You're lazy and you're uncreative and you're not sitting down and legitimately assessing what your options are. If you have as little as $500, you can get a camera and a microphone mm -hmm. from Best Buy. You can shoot whatever it is you wanted to shoot. Tax return season? Uh, <laughs> when you get the taxes you back. You don't even need that. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. You can get a credit. If you got a credit, if you got enough of a credit score, open up a garbage-ass $1,000 credit card with some horrible APR and make that your <laughs> business card. I'm serious. You go to Best Buy, you buy everything you need to shoot whatever sketch you need to shoot, you go shoot the sketch, and you got 13 days to take that back to the store for a full refund. <laughs> Open box. That's smart. That's smart. <laughs> Yo, I tell cats in a heartbeat. That's smart. That's uh, what I would do if I was starting today. Mm -hmm. That is the first thing I would do because that's the one hurdle I had as mm -hmm. a comic. My first three years, I couldn't afford a camera. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And he gave you the precise limit. He said you got 13 days. It's a 14 he, day he no it. restocking fee return policy. So you have 13 days to shoot. If you can't shoot, you should be able to shoot some YouTube three minute sketch. You should be able to bang that out in two days, bro. One day, if you only got one location, the only thing you might have to pay money for is the lights. If you're renting some real lights from a Photoshop or something mm -hmm. like that, but that's a $100 hit. That's not a big deal. If anything, you can get a bunch of lamps from Target. And you can take the shades off the lamp. <laughs> Yo, I'm tell I've done all of that stuff word, just word. to make shoots work. No, that's creative. Right? So that's how you make stuff look professional. Because that's the first thing you got to do is mm -hmm. make it look professional. It's got to be funny. But above all, it's got to be consistent. If it's not consistent, it does not matter how it looks. I did a web series uh, two years ago called New Faces of Black History. Mm -hmm. And it was just oddball black history facts completely fumbled the ball because I produced it too late in the year and I wanted to put one out every day the month of February and I got to like February 8th and my editing couldn't keep up with the distribution schedule wow. so oh, man. it was February 8th then the 12th then the 15th then the 19th lost lost right. traction right. 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 but if I had done it every day I'd have had them yeah. so you know th that would be my advice to new comics is to figure out ways to do stuff yourself going to L.A. and waiting for Comedy Jesus to see you in the back of the room <laughs> and hand you a career. Those days are gone. And nobody wants to accept that because you look up to all of these comics who came up with different Ooh. with different graduation requirements. Understood. So you can't follow their path. It just, it just don't work. By the way, uh, this is Jaya Tola representing Off the Pad. I just want to say that uh, that was Roy Wood Jr. He talked, who talked about that Best Buy scam. On behalf of it's trying not a to scam. Get it's a policy. <laughs> on behalf of trying to get and Best Buy to be. And when you burn through all the Best Buys, you move on to Target. 
And when you burn through all the Targets, you move on to Walmart. And when you burn through all of them, you move on to Amazon. Amazon doesn't charge a restocking fee. You, but now with Amazon, you're losing a couple <laughs> days because of shipping. So you got to be a little faster with your shooting because you got to ship the stuff back and wait for the money to be credited back to your card. But that's free equipment, man. <laughs> I wish I had free equipment. I was renting a VHS camera, the shoulder mount joint. Yeah. <laughs> the shoulder joint from Rent-A-Center for $60 a day wow. just to record a my $60 a day VHS. to go record me <laughs> make $25. And that was like, I wish. <laughs> Those two of the most important purchases I ever made, man, was a laptop, and my first camera was this JVC VHSC little mm-hmm. handheld joint I got from Circuit City. Yep. Man, that was my baby. Because mm. I was like, I finally got my own camera, and I can... Shoot my videos without having to go. Man, Renaissance used to make you pay this um, over under twenty five rental fee mm-hmm. to the point where I had to start dating a chick that was twenty seven, <laughs> so she could <laughs> go to Renaissance for me. Just go to Renaissance for your boy. <laughs> so I don't have to pay this extra this forty dollars. That's, that's funny. Yeah, using your resources. Yeah, use your resources. Use your resources. That's you know, and and network with other people that are just as driven as you. Discussion topics. Nice to hold it. So the, the next quarter. All right. So th- this topic is women's conformity to society's big booty obsession. Where is that a question though, or is that just a statement? Uh, or how do we feel about women's It was given Maybe as a topic. I don't know what the person. I don't think we're qualified to ask that. I think that's a question for a woman. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's why do like you a, conform? A dude it's shouldn't be a deal with women and their bodies. They need to stop changing. I mean, plus we all like booty, so why would we argue against? I don't I don't like it. I'll say that. You don't like you don't like big booties? I like big booties, but I like natural big booties. I'm not a big fan of anything fake. To me, too much of it. I agree. And this is just for me, and I'm not going to say this about all women or whatever, but for me and my judging of, you know, choosing a mate, my fear is that you have, if there's too much fake stuff going on, I think you got a level of self-hatred and a lack of happiness about yourself that you, number one, you can't make me happy. Number two, Mm. you think you can buy beauty and happiness and don't realize that it comes from within. Number three, I'm not going to raise a kid with you mm-hmm. and have you <laughs> pumping this kid's head full of idea of yeah. the ideology that <laughs> weave and wigs and eyelashes and fake booties and, like, all of this stuff makes the woman. No, I would rather just cool-ass natural chick, not a lot of makeup. That's that's usually my flow. And, you know, if you want to get a booty implant, that's fine, but the stuff is driving women too. Chicks dying. Literally are dying. To give big booties. That's crazy. It's a lady on trial in Georgia right now for, for giving fake, uh-huh. for giving bootleg booty yeah, implants. Yeah. And I'm not saying those women deserve to die, but you, there's something's got to be wrong with you to want something so bad you're willing to get it on a hookup in a hotel on the street. room. Yeah. <laughs> 
how desperate what are you after what are you chasing that what is it that you think this booty is going to get you that the body you already have can't get you mm-hmm. so question until you can answer that question for me i so I'm going to squeeze that booty. But <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to love it until it falls off. <laughs> you can't go on no date. Yeah, yeah. Because you got some unresolved issues, Can't go man. on a roller coaster. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm the same way with boobs. Like, all of that stuff, man. Keep it homegrown. So, to, I don't know where society's obsession come from, but it ain't coming from the guys. Because I haven't met a guy yet that says, hey, hey, flat booty girl, go and get injected. With any of well, this. I mean, they keep showing it. I mean, it's, it's, they keep playing into what they think people want to see, and that's all that yeah. they show. Matter of fact, I mean, yeah. women, I mean, it's your fault. Women getting booty implants. <laughs> it's not like they was super flat to begin with. No, only that, but but that's all. That, like the way a lady takes a picture now, she starts from the back and then yeah. twists her body to the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's what yeah. they show. I mean, so just like this is what they want to see. This is me. This is me. This is my picture. But they're marketing that. Two women from like they women are marketed to based on their insecurities. Mm, okay. Men are marketed to based on this will help you get a woman. The car Absolutely. or the the axe body spray. This will help you. This will help you. This will help like you get an insecure woman. I like yeah. that. Yeah. You want a woman? We'll drive this. Wear this. Smell like this. Where women, it's Do you want a man? your butt's too. It's yeah. too flat. You're not gonna. Your eyebrows mm-hmm. aren't perfect. Do you want perfect lashes? Cover, girl. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, we're trying to cover the yeah. girl that's there because you ain't doing it. You ugly face mutt bucket. Yeah. Listen. Ugly duckling is for you. <laughs> 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 On behalf of Jaya Toller and Off the Bad Podcast, that was Roy Wood talking about the cover girl. <laughs> like, I don't know how to work on these sponsorships. Uh, L'Oreal. <laughs> like, whatever you <laughs> <laughs> If L'Oreal, a cover girl, ever sponsored this podcast, I would <laughs> double whatever. <laughs> I'm not saying you, you'll get sponsors, but I'm pretty sure that your target demo sponsorship. And you know what? That, I don't hold no limits go for, for myself. I hold no limits. We're gonna go for it. And when we get it, we're gonna have you back on this podcast. Oh, <laughs> hey, boy, uh, you you're, gonna, you're gonna have to wear these eyelashes for this. Yeah. <laughs> you can be able to say nothing. You're gonna have to wear these eyelashes for this show. I don't know what society. Where did the fake breast obsession come from? Where did the collagen in the lips come from? Where did tattoos and piercings Women is all your come from? We we love big booties. Yeah, this is but, totally but it, it should be, a, it should a be female natural. question. It should be natural. If if you ha- if you can do exercise to make your booty bigger and, and better, then do the exercise. Where Eat a certain squats? food. Where these do pole squats? dancing yeah. classes come from? Hey, it's I like the pole dancing class. <laughs> <laughs> pole dancing, I don't really. Pole dancing is, is, is pretty exciting. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, I, but then, I'm also a dude that. You like strippers? You a strip club? Mm, all right. But well, hold on. I, I'm not saying I like it as far as, but if my girl could do so on the pole, I'm all for it. It's interesting to watch. It's something different. See, I don't, no, but I don't need all that exhibition. Pole, I look at her. <laughs> no, but you won't see her on the pole. That's the thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, dude, like I got a homeboy that has a stripper pole in his bedroom. And I'm like, just, I don't need all this exit. Just get in the bed. It's time. Yeah, I don't know if I get like in that bed. in my bedroom. Like, I don't, for me, I like, you know what it's like? You know, to me, a stripper pole is like, it's like when they the restaurant bring out the sizzling fajita and it's or something stupid with a sparkler shooting out the tongue. Mm. Just put it on the <laughs> table, man. Let me eat it. It's time to eat. Like, I don't need all this extra fanfare and celebration. Now, some dudes I like wouldn't that. relate to that. I wouldn't relate to that. I think the whole pole thing is pretty much you order something nice at the restaurant and it's just the dressing the way they fix it on the plate. 
You know what I'm saying? That's like fair enough. That's the, fair the fix enough. on the play yeah. rather than just giving you a play. Hey, get to nah, it and start eating. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's like the pole dance. It's like, look how I'm putting it on the plate. <laughs> <laughs> look how I'm drop. Look at this scoop. Look at but that. But you know what? I, I, I wouldn't like that. I don't want kale. I don't. I don't want kale beside my yeah, chicken breast. Yeah, but if breast, kale was spinning like around on the pole. <laughs> That's a whole different taste. This <laughs> I'm gonna be mad. I'm like, why are you sitting on the pole? Get in the bed. I'm not <laughs> like, as far as time. Frozen yogurt or ice cream? Same. I don't know the difference. Like I think that's I you kidding me? It was I different. I don't know the difference between a frozen yogurt or ice cream. Have you had ice cream before? I'm, yeah, I grew up on ice cream. Have oh, you had frozen you yogurt? Know. I know I've had frozen <laughs> yogurt, but <laughs> like, I don't know, know what the difference. It's I don't know the ice difference. Ice cream, the texture it's just, is different it's versus like a soft serve mush. I ain't got that. Yogurt is like the gay ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I said it. Dude. I, I haven't paid attention to that. It's just frozen sugar to me. It's just it's frozen like yogurt, cold yogurt is like sugar. diet ice cream. It's it's like it's like a butt yeah. light compared to a butt white. I just thought they was colder. That's why it's so the texture was different. I never put it together. Nah. What well, kind of childhood did you well, have? Like, did <laughs> you I mean we didn't have I grew up on ice cream. You know what I'm saying? Baskin Robbins, Carvel, but Carvel, that's like top shelf. If you exactly. go to Carvel, so it's like when so I go to like the frozen yogurt. frozen yogurt. You been to Sweet Frogs? Yeah, I've been to Sweet Frogs. That's where go to Baskin Robbins. So you telling me Carvel's is the same in your brain? Carvel's and Baskin Robbins is the same as that gloop that <laughs> that <laughs> McDonald's well, puts on a. Hold <laughs> up. <laughs> so McDonald's serves what? Frozen yogurt? It's ice cream. It's soft okay, serve ice cream. So, all right, that's the thing. But it still doesn't it's compare still, to that's Carvel the same. It's or Baskin Robbins. Soft serve ice cream or frozen yogurt? Ice cream or yogurt? If you're talking soft serve and you say you can tell the difference, I understand but it. But ice cream I, is ice cream. Like I don't look at um soft serve. If I put or a hard scoop serve. of ice cream in front of you and a cup of mush soft serve <laughs> ice cream, you tell and it blindfolds you. You wouldn't know which one. Just off texture. Like just In that comparison, I'm gonna assume that the scoop is ice cream. Yeah, because there's a structure, there's a form. Yeah, but to in that it. comparison, but I'm but there's a lot of soft serve ice cream spots. I don't know which I'm going to. You know what I'm saying? I don't even care. I just want something cold. Corey, you need to get out more. Well, <laughs> take a date to Sweet Frog. Well, I mean, it's, and then take another date to Best <laughs> The only time it affected me is on this podcast, as far as knowing the difference between ice cream. I'm sorry for attacking and you, frozen. Bro. I feel like <laughs> I was jumping down your throat just. You there. pounced <laughs> on me, yeah. man. You had like disrespectful cat tendencies. Uh, disrespectful. I I prefer frozen yogurt though. Just on. Oh well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I grew up on. No, I grew up on ice cream. But you know, I like the yogurt. Yes. <laughs> See, she said it's the gay pastry. It's not a pastry. What word am I thinking? You know, whatever. Frozen Sweet. dessert. Because um, you can, I don't know, like the frozen yogurt spot. But then I also live in L.A. So mm-hmm. it's like gourmet yogurt. I got you. Where, you know, okay. you get all the weird mango pineapple flavors. And you got, they got dedicated. Well, y'all got some of that stuff here. Where you got like dedicated yeah, frozen yogurt. Yeah. Freestanding restaurants. Yeah. So. You go in there, all the different toppings, real fruit and Oreos and all of that. Like, comes with I, a scarf. <laughs> <laughs> a pink scarf. <laughs> it just says fabulous. Yeah. 
No, my my girl loves hot frozen yogurt. I can't I can't say no. Every girl loves frozen yogurt. I love. So you don't even know no. the difference. You don't talk anymore about this topic. No, I take them <laughs> to get ice cream. I take them to get and where we going. It's and not then, it's and not and over and until you start calling it froyo. That's what they call it. Froyo. I never heard of that. You never heard of that? Froyo. Never heard of that. That is a common word in L.A. It's common as the word trash. So that's frozen yogurt. Yeah, they call it froyo. Oh, okay. I'll fro-yo. never say it as a froyo. Man. <laughs> I put it like a hairdo. I'm about to get a froyo. No. I'm going to get a fro-yo. Yeah, <laughs> in the barbershop. Yeah, yeah. Let me get a fro-yo. Nah, yeah. The barber gave ice cream. All right, dog. <laughs> Your listeners in California know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they call it fro-yo. I'll go last because mine is dark <laughs> and it's not funny. <laughs> well, I got two. But he One has it. He funny. has it immediately. Like he thought it about this yeah, before. It's, it's like, never like left it. my brain. It's oh, never geez. left my brain. I don't I know if I want to answer. See it right now, man. Nobody wants to answer this question. I mean, well, all right, all right. I mean, one of the things. All right. Sorry, suggester. <laughs> I, I, this, I, mean, I wish I had that question ahead of time so I could think about something more, more tactful or something. But <laughs> tactful. Wait till you hear mine. I, I <laughs> think that no tact in mine. I always wish I never seen my parents naked. <laughs> uh, were you jealous of your dad? I mean, I don't even know what emotions I felt, but I knew I should not be seen. Every man remember that. Every man remember the first time and he was like four and he just saw a grown man. He's like, whoa! Got a Gatorade bottle hanging. My Uncle Jakey. My Uncle Jakey used to walk around the house with no drawers on. And his name and was Jakey? Did Jake, he get Jake, that? Is that why they call him Jakey? Jakey, like Jake, Jakey. Oh, Jakey. <laughs> they used to call him Jakey. Man, we'd be up in the morning playing video games in the living room. My Uncle Jakey come through with a T-shirt on. You know he didn't just smash my aunt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, he coming through for that victory walk to go get his water. Oh, <laughs> man. From the fridge. Uh-uh. <laughs> and this dude is straight hanging. I'm like, yo, man, you got to put some drawers on. Like, you can't you can't victory walk. <laughs> <laughs> with your nephew. And- <laughs> with your nephew yeah, in yeah, the yeah, living room, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, Disrespectful. Yeah. What's yours? What are you... Unseeing jealous. I don't, man, because mine's. I thought. I thought I, mine was gonna be bad. Now it makes me. You will not you top. Oh, so you, mine was alright. Mine was cool. Yours you wasn't will, too bad. Like right, that cool, was. Cool. Everybody's experience. You will not that. top the two things I want to unsee. I'm kind of embarrassed. <laughs> um, alright. Uh, listeners, y'all, y'all getting a confession right now. Leave me alone, okay? Leave me alone. Let me say that. I'm, I'm, s- I'm adding effects to this later. Add a little soft music to the background. Little piano. I saw. My own fart. I, I I had to fart and I looked in the mirror. I had a mirror in front of me to look in the mirror behind me. Why would you? And I bent over and I farted to see what it looked like when I farted. <laughs> it was, was it cold? It was I mean, the most right. disgusting thing in the I gotta, world. I gotta ask a question. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's very frozen yogurt. And I me. wish I could un- unsee that. But I gotta ask this question because I wish I could unhear that. <laughs> <laughs> Because I know someone's going to be wondering this. No homo. Were you wearing drawers? Are you just naked in no, a I mirror? Was, I was naked. Like, I wanted to see. So the you fart. bend over and you want to just see what happens physiologically <laughs> as the fart leaves your body. Yes. I was like eight. 
tried to but see I'll your booty. Never oh, okay. So you was eight. Ways. Oh, I thought this I was, was like last week. week. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, like you know, like you saw you was eight. Was it like eight years ago? <laughs> nah, nah, I was, I was eight. That's different. Okay, all right, all right, perfect. Well, cool. I'm back. I'm not the, saying back it's on normal. the cool side. I'm just saying I mean, it ain't it cool. Yeah. It's different. It's, it's different. different. It ain't cool. That's curiosity. It's, acceptable. it's odd curiosity, yeah. but it's curiosity. Yeah. I'm thinking you was like legit a month ago. Like, yo, <laughs> you, you still got to pay a fine. I'm just saying. You know. <laughs> My girl walked in. Um, I'll give you the worst one first. I'll give you the one that's not funny. Um, I saw a video of an Al Qaeda beheading. Oh, jeez. Okay. I saw, like, I can see that. straight up. The, the first one, uh, Daniel Bird, yeah, like back like O two, and I won't get into the details of how they do it, but it ain't quick and it ain't no, fast. No, that one was hard to watch, dude. My watch my stupid like butt. That. I watched it. I thought it was just I was just I'm just watching a little bit of this and just see what the nature of these terrorist videos. Yeah, and yeah, then, then just a dude comes into the shop oh, with a God. knife, yeah. shank, and we're still on the air doing radio that morning, so I'm oh, over wow. in the production room. I've just watched the most, literally, it's the most horrifying thing I've ever watched in my life. The sound, the, I just, I'll never forget it. And oh I walked God. back across the hall to be on air. Hey, man, ain't it crazy? Did you know that, that it's rumors that Lauren Hill is dating? <laughs> Why well, you got that on your mind? Is dating Wycliffe? What you think about that, Roy? I, you know, <laughs> the world is it's just bigger things going on in the world. <laughs> That's all I said the whole day. I, I, just, hope, I just hope he don't cut her hair. It's off. just it's just bigger <laughs> things going on in the world. So I saw that. I cannot see it. And I saw a video of a dude having sex with a horse. Because I clicked on the wrong porn link. What? Were you looking for the horse with the woman? No, well, let me rephrase it. <laughs> like, he was looking for was the wrong one. So, I mean, it was what was he looking for? How did it that come up? It was a dude. Well, that was my question. Because <laughs> my search terms was very normal. Black booty. Like, it was very well, I can basic. That. That's like black beauty, the horse. Well, <laughs> I believe so. so <laughs> like, I think that's how it happened. Yeah, uh, yeah that was... That was um, that was trouble. I think that dude died too. The dude died. Yeah, well, okay, let me rephrase oh, that. I saw a horse have sex with. It. Yeah, that's, oh. yeah, that's a different story. Oh, yeah. Jeez, <laughs> I thought you meant the dude yeah. was. Uh, yeah, you can Google stuff like that. Oh like God. a guy died. They sent his friend to jail. I'll take your word on that. I don't want to do that. Yeah, it's the, oh, that's it's some troubling type what stuff. You know, I've seen I've seen a horse on a woman. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm proud of that. But I'm like just I, saying I was watching it. That makes I'm more sense than a horse <laughs> on a dude. Yeah, that was. I can see was, the result. Uh, I can see death being the result. Yeah, but I did all that from radio station computers. I don't want that stuff in my web history. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that that was. Yeah, and what made the story was so messed up about the story is that the news story that went with that video, his homeboy dropped him off at the hospital. And didn't like tell the doctors what was wrong with him. <laughs> and he was died. He that's why he, he died. Yeah, he was unconscious, internal bleeding. So he didn't. The doctors didn't know what was wrong with him, so they couldn't figure out in time mm -hmm. what was going on. So they charged his friend with like negligent homicide or something like that on the wow. grounds that you say homicide. <laughs> <laughs> of course he saw it. <laughs> on the grounds that yo, you helped this dude kill himself. Yeah. And then you swing him by the hospital. You don't even help him do his paperwork. Like, just straight pushed him out the car. He had to clean ER. up. What do you think? And yeah, just dipped. <laughs> you better wipe his seats. You know what I want to know? I want to know how they found out it was a horse. <laughs> like, what did, 
Did he do? He probably told them afterwards. I mean, this is like you think he told them? Like, I want to see what the doctors. Did you sit on a stop sign? What happened? Yo, that's yes, <laughs> we read that story, man. I was like, I gotta find that ignorant video, like that's ever, horrible. as horrible as it was, and I just wish I'd have never seen it. Cause you know his family got to tell that story. That's the yeah, we said the funeral. It just it was, yeah. Uh, d- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you even put that in the obituary? You better you know, have a <laughs> Sometimes in obits they put how you died. Matter of fact, you probably didn't even uh, been like that. You don't have a funeral. You just, <laughs> <laughs> just, just disappear. <laughs> just what happened to Jimmy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You we know. can show you where he's at. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> so you just take people to the graveyard. That's it. You know, yeah. cremate the body it's and no don't talk about it. Because <laughs> you know, you only get the mention. He died. Your cause of death is only mentioned in an obituary if it's like. After a long battle, mm. or he succumbed. The good stuff, yeah. The yeah. stuff that the, the normal <laughs> stuff. After a battle with a horse, and incompetent <laughs> ER doctors, he went on to glory. <laughs> he went to meet Jesus. He leaves behind three ponies. <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, that's trifling. That's disgusting. <laughs> I don't know what the terms to describe that. I mean, it's. it's I would rather watch well, my own fart. <laughs> nah, you didn't see that. either of those. <laughs> not that interested. Maybe I, on a, like a, a I survived a high speed camera that might be interesting. But you know. What time in history would you like to visit for a day? <laughs> and why? What time in history would I like to revisit or visit? What did it say? Visit. So visit? not not revisit. So, but I mean, you can. Say no, I don't know. But I don't know what the question. What is. time in history would you like to visit? So it could be a time in your history okay. or a time in yesterday to get the lottery numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow. Um, there's a lot. I mean, I don't know. It's like that old Louis C.K. joke where he say, only white no, people yeah. can time travel. There is no good time for black people. Black people can't go further back than the 70s. Right. It's <laughs> <laughs> no. time travel. Unless you travel way back in time. Don't get on that boat. You know, that's like, <laughs> that's about going. Show up as a one-man commando force. Just <laughs> go back in time fully armed. Just Make us free. Free and slave. Just straight yeah. Django and <laughs> random plantations. As long as I get to bring my equipment. <coughs> I, I, I wouldn't mind going back in time if I could have the same technology that's existed today. I go back to high school. It's the only place I go. I'd go back to high school. I'd tell myself to start comedy quicker. And I'd tell myself. So you would still do comedy? You would tell yourself to do comedy? Yeah, I wanted to do comedy since I was like 13, 14. I just okay. never had the guts till I was 19. So I should have started quicker. That's still young. And I should have. Yeah. Uh, instead of working summer jobs, I should have went to summer baseball camps, and I might have been decent at baseball. That's it. Were you, know, or you on the been baseball up. team in high school? Yeah, I played baseball, but I you never get good. The problem is that inner city baseball. You know, people talk about how there's fewer black baseball players. It's because 
black kids got stuff to do in the summer. We ain't got we. Uh, my mama can't afford to support. Yeah, yeah, my mama can't afford to send me to no camp to go learn more baseball outside of baseball season. I got to go to Subway. I almost starved to death. Well, I went to camp. <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice. I had an argument with my friend one time about whether or not if you went back in time, could you pull a chick from like the 18th century, the 21st century game? I don't think I would want a chick <laughs> in the 18th century. You wouldn't have a choice <laughs> just, if you was in the 18th century. If you go back, your time machine break, and now you're I mean, trying that's to get different. some I mean, but if you just go back in summer just to get an 18th century chick, it's just like... <laughs> Dude. I would do that. I don't know. Some of the I men, would. I, I would probably, go I back. probably would. Hell you know yeah. How, how wide no, they were with new other answer. women. And yeah. Other yeah. Men. <laughs> I go how, back to smash. You know how, how <laughs> dirty they were? This was like before the invent of any kind of Dush contraceptive breath. and stuff. <laughs> they probably had every. This is a, a walking petri dish of. <laughs> Look, man, why you got to be a downer? Stuff that I don't want. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why you got to be a downer, man? Right. <laughs> Just saying. Come to the crib, give a five or three, four shillings. (laughs) (laughs) Squire, I desire the presence of thine. Have her make some porridge. Just tell her. Yeah. Tell her a good joke. She'll be so happy. Oh my God. I never heard that before. Why the chicken cross the road? What is a road? (laughs) (laughs) Ain't been invented yet. That joke gonna bomb. (laughs) See, your 18th century game is off. You don't even know how to break the ice. You know how hard it is to pull a chick from another century? (laughs) Like, that's game. You go back in time. (laughs) You can bring back some ivory soap. Yeah, you clean them up. <laughs> Film a clean time. They'd be hooked. <laughs> She'd have a nervous breakdown. You brought a chick from the 18th century. Have to scurvy. The day. She wouldn't know what to do. She'd be she'd be so insecure. <laughs> she was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine her style. Of, uh, why you? What's going on with your clothes, babe? It's just like I just like well, thicker stockings. <laughs> this is pure. Yeah. What is this stripper pole? <laughs> I need you to get up there, baby. <laughs> I need you to climb up there in your Quaker dress. <laughs> <laughs> I got to put this on YouTube. Hurry up. <laughs> what is a YouTube? <laughs> Say cheese. Horrible. Oh, there's cheese. <laughs> oh, there's che- oh, oh, cheese. <laughs> no, 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 no. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> oh, cheese. Oh, finally, <laughs> some cheese. Oh, horrible, man. In closing, (laughs) radio voice. Let's recap. We've learned that you shouldn't watch an Al Qaeda beheaded. We've learned that frozen yogurt is the metro. It's it's ice cream's (laughs) more fashionable, questionable. Fashionable ice cream. Yeah. Bow tie, but it's pink. But he's got three chicks. Is right. he gay? I don't know. He carries an umbrella. Yeah, he's got an umbrella. Right. Or no, he has someone carry an umbrella. Oh, there you go, yeah, 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 He's got a Fonsworth. It's the Fonsworth. There you go. The Frozen yogurt is the Bitly Fonsworth <laughs> of ice cream. Um, I think that's all I learned today. I don't know. <laughs> it's been very, uh, very educational. You also learned <laughs> that Best Buy has a 14-day no there restocking fee return policy can make a movie 14 days at a time. <laughs> Just keep rewritten the equipment. Bring that dress back. <laughs> Appreciate your time, Mr. Roy Wood Jr. Oh, good times, man. Thank you guys for having me, man. Appreciate it, gentlemen. Appreciate okay. it. 
right, this is uh, this is the podcast where your topics go on the pad, and we talk about them off the pad. Appreciate you tuning in. Later. Go. Thank you for listening to Off the Pad Podcast with Jaya Toller and Corey Marshall. Be sure to find us online at offthepad.podbean.com. Follow us on Twitter at offthepad. You can also be a part of our Facebook page. Once again, thank you for listening to Off the Pad Podcast. And remember, your topics go on the pad and we talk about them off the pad.